Thanks for listening. The following audio is a teaching from Calvary Tucson's Young Adult Ministry, Ignition. For more teachings, information, or if you'd like to support our ministry, please visit us online at ignitiontucson.com. We pray you're blessed by the message. And so you have ability, and you have opportunity, and you have giftings, and you have talents. So let's talk about what the goal of the body of Christ is. So you are a part of the body of the Christ, Christian. So what is the goal? There's, there's two different things that Ephesians talks about. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, talks about how it says to equip the saints for the work of, of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. So, so your, your giftings... Your talents are to be used to build up the body of Christ. To build up your brothers and sisters in Christ. Matthew 20, 25 through 28. It says, But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Again, Jesus is the perfect example for us. Christian, are you here to be served or are you here to serve? Are you here to be served or are you here to serve? 1 Peter 4, 9 and 10 says, Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's carried grace. Use the gift and the talents that God has given you to serve each other. And then this, this last verse, Romans 1, uh, 11 through 12, it says, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith both yours and mine. So Paul is talking to the Christians in Rome. And he is saying, I long to come to you to, what, is, what does he say? To impart some spiritual gift to strengthen you. And then he talks about that, that he, Paul, the apostle, the guy that wrote most of the New Testament, So he wants to go to the other Christians so that he can also be encouraged by them. So we, and that that is just going back to to the home fellowships, going back to, to spending time with your brothers and sisters in Christ and encouraging each other and going through life together and asking for prayer with each other with each other and 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 texting each other, asking for encouragement. Man, that is a gift that God has given you. The 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 Man, that is a gift that God has given you, and God has given you the ability, again, to be the hands and feet of him, to show his love and his grace to to the people around you so that you guys can be encouraged, so that I can be encouraged, so that you can be encouraged. That is, is one of the reasons that God has gifted you with, has has given you gifts and talents. And in order for you to do that, one you need to be around other Christians, right? How are you going to encourage other believers? How are you going to 
to, to be the hands and feet for your brothers and sisters in Christ if you are not around them. If you're not spending time with them. So again, if you don't already have a community, man, that, that is why we're here. We're not here to sit down and listen to a teaching and listen to some songs of worship and leave. We are here to build community. You are here to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ so that you can live life with them. Not just sit in a room with them for for two hours a week and then leave and never talk to them again. That is why you're here. And then how are you right now using your gift to serve the body of Christ? How are you doing that? Are you coming to be served or are you coming to serve? What is your motive in church? What is your motive? And then the second thing that, that Paul says in Ephesians 4, um, 16, the, the second thing, so it's to build up the body of Christ. In verse 16, he says, uh, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So, so the body, we're building each other up, but then the body is growing. Man, we, we look at, we look at uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23, and Paul says something extremely profound. He says, For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessing. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, in verses 13 through 16, you, Christian, are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your God who is in heaven. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. So you go out and you shine your light. You show the the love and the grace that our God has shown you to the people around you so that they may see the love that you have for them and give glory to your God. Romans 1, 14 through 15, man, and this is is a verse that we could spend a lot of time on. Uh, Paul says, I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. Man, Paul, so Paul says that he is under obligation to preach to the Greeks and the barbarians, the people that don't have a relationship with Jesus. Is he under obligation by God? Is that, is that one of the things that, that's a requirement uh, to be a Christian? Jesus says, by faith and by going and preaching the gospel to all the Gentiles and the barbarians, you may, that you may receive grace. No, it is by faith. So, so who is Paul under obligation to? Man, just think of it as like a sickness. 
Like, you are deathly ill. You are extremely sick, yet someone comes in and they offer you health. They, they, give, you, they give you some kind of medication and you are now healthy. And you now have the opportunity to share that with all of those people that you have been sick with, that are also sick and dying with that exact same disease. You have been given the cure. Man, you feel an obligation out of the love that you have for these people to go and share that with them. That is exactly what we have experienced. Paul isn't under obligation from God. God isn't saying that you have to go and do all of these things. Man, because Paul has experienced the love and the grace and the beauty of Jesus, he feels obligated to share that with as many people as he possibly can so that they can experience the love and the grace and the freedom that Jesus brings. And then he says, this is, just, this is just a little side thing. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. Who is he preaching the gospel to? The Christians. He's saying that I am eager to preach the gospel to you Christians in Rome. Isn't the, Christian, isn't the gospel just for unbelievers? No, not at all. Man, the gospel is something that we need to, to go back to, that we need to grow in for the rest of our lives. Man, the, the gospel is inexhaustible. You can, can grow and learn more about God's grace. Man, not only do you grow, when, when, you, when you enter into a relationship with Jesus and you walk this walk with Jesus, not only do you learn more and more about the beauty of God's grace and the beauty of God's love, but you also understand more and more how selfish you are, how conceited you are, how sinful you are. And it just makes you appreciate and see the, 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 it, the, the vastness of God's grace and love towards you just grows and grows and grows as you continue to pursue a relationship with him. Man, are you made more and more like him? Absolutely. But as you're made more and more like him, you start to see things that, that, that like Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount where he's like, it's not just about actions, but it's about your motive. If you even look at somebody and lust after them, you're an adulterer. You have committed adultery in your heart just by looking at someone and thinking a thought. If you even look at somebody with, with hate, someone that cuts you off, right, driving, the way that you think about them, Jesus says, that is murder. You've committed murder in your heart. So as you grow in your relationship with Jesus, you start to see that your thoughts and your motives and your heart is selfish. Man, and if you don't recognize that, get married. You will learn very quickly how selfish you are. And then if you think you got it with marriage, have a kid. Because, man, you will learn how selfish. And then have two kids. Nick did two at the same time. God bless him. But I learned through my kids, man, how selfish I am. When I... When I have not been getting sleep. My son starts crying again. Or we're potty training my two-year-old right now. When, when it's two in the morning and I have to get up and I have to take him to the potty and go pee so he doesn't pee his bed, it's like, man, this is not fun. I do not want to do this. I'm exhausted. And it's like, dude, I am so selfish. This is, this is, my, like, this is my boy. This is my two-year-old baby. And this is, this is my six-month-old crying. I cannot believe that I am that selfish 
that I get frustrated at my six-month-old just because I can't sleep. Man, that is how selfish and sinful we are. But anyway, we, we need the gospel. Us as Christians, we need the gospel. We need to remember and call to mind that God's mercies are new every morning. Man, that you, that, that no matter what you do, you are, you are as loved as you possibly can be by God. There is nothing that you can do to change the way that God loves you. Absolutely nothing. If you were to live a perfect life for the rest of your life, that would not change the way that God loves you. Man, that is incredible. And when you think about God, that is the creator of the universe. That is the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present God. And he loves you. He loves me. Selfish, sinner, me. To that capacity where he would come and he would die so that I could, could, so that I could have a relationship with him. That is mind-blowing. That does not make any sense. But that is the love that, the, that our God has for us. In verse 23, he says, The church has been given the fullness of him who fills all in all. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Jesus has given us, and we have been filled with, we have been given every spiritual blessing, like it says in Ephesians 1.3. I'm going to read it again. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. Not some spiritual blessings, but with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And then if you go to Ephesians 3, man, this passage, I'm so excited so when we get to this passage and, and dig deeper into it, verses 14 through 19, it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You, you are filled with all of the love that our God has. You are filled, you are overflowed with love from our God. That is ridiculous. Man, talk about the gospel again. And, and, and it's so funny, like, looking at this. He, he prays that they may have strength to comprehend. And then in verse uh, 19, he says, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. So it's like, man, you can go your entire life just contemplating how loved you are by God. But guess what? You'll never understand how loved you are because it surpasses your knowledge. It surpasses your understanding. That... Man, that blows my mind that I can't even contemplate or understand. And I have, I have a wife, and I have kids, yet I, and I know what that love feels like. I know what that love is like, yet that doesn't even compare. I can't even comprehend the way that my God sees me. I can't even comprehend the way that my God loves me. And you can't even comprehend the way that your God sees you. You can't even comprehend the way that, that our God loves you. 
That is ridiculous. Man, that is the good news of the gospel. And when we even comprehend that just a little bit, just get a small taste of that, it changes you. It changes the way that you look at people. Seeing everyone in here, you guys are all made in the image of God, and God loves you all that way. Whether you believe it or not, whether you feel it or not, he does. That's how our God sees you. And so we, man, when we, when, when we experience that, man, we go and we want people to know that. You want people to understand that. You want people to get a taste of that. Because, man, there is nothing more freeing. There is nothing more satisfying. There is nothing more, more joyful or fulfilling than that fact. You are loved by God. Man, that is, that is the message that we have. That is, that is the cure that we have been given. That is the good news that we have that we can share with the world. Talk about ability. Talk about opportunity. Man, I just, I just want you guys to think about, I want you guys to think about the, the community that you are in. I want you to think about the people that you are always around. I want you to think about your family. I want you to think about the people that you work with. I want you to think about your friends. Man, that is your opportunity. That is your opportunity. And we just talked about how you have the ability. You have God in you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You have the Holy Spirit with you. Jesus says, man, when you go out and you have the opportunity to share this good news with someone, don't even worry about what you're going to say. Because the Holy Spirit will, will give you the words in that moment. We have the best news we have the best message that, that you can possibly think of. And you sinner. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 10. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Verse, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. Man, this, this grace is a gift that you, all you do is you receive this gift. And I, was, I had the opportunity, I had the opportunity to, to share the, the gospel with a bunch of kids at VBS last week. And, and the analogy I gave them is like, guys, it's like a, it's who, I was like, who here has gotten Christmas presents before? Oh, I got Christmas presents before. It's like, you're, what do you have to do in order to earn that Christmas gift? And do you have, to, you have to prove to your parents that you're smart enough to receive it? Do you have to prove to your parents that you're strong enough to receive it? Do you have to prove to your parents that you're, that you're big enough to receive it? No. It's a free gift. All you have to do is take it. That's it. You don't have to reach in your pocket and pay them for it. It's a free gift. Man, it doesn't matter. For those of you in this room, it doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter the things that you have done in your life. 
The free gift of grace is for you. And it is offered to you freely because Jesus already paid the price for that when he came and he died on the cross. Man, that is ridiculous. And that is the message that we spread. So I encourage you guys, man, use your gift. Use your ability. Use your opportunity that God has given you. He's put you on this earth for a purpose. He has put you on this earth for a purpose, and it's not so that you can go out and, and have as, as much fun as you can. You can get as drunk as you can. You can get as high as you can. You can have sex with many people as you can. That's, that's not why God has put you on this earth. Man, God calls sin a sin for a reason. He calls sin a sin, and he tells you not to do it because he loves you. He doesn't want you to have to suffer the consequences of sin. It's out of his love for us that he tells us not to do these things. It's not because he doesn't want you to have fun. The Bible says in Psalms 16, verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. In God's presence, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Man, if you want to experience what joy is, are you going to go to the world or are you going to go to the one that created joy? If you want to know what pleasure is, are you going to turn to the world or are you going to go to the one that created pleasure? You think the one that created joy and that created pleasure knows how you can experience those things to the fullest. And we, we're, we're so incredibly blessed. And I just want to I lastly just want to encourage you guys to look for opportunities to serve. And the, and the worship team can, can come up. Look for opportunities to serve. Look for opportunities to serve if you're not already. Man, there's so many organizations here in Tucson, like Pro Love, Hands of Hope. Um, you can get involved as, as, as a Sunday school teacher at your church. Man, get involved as a youth leader at your church. There, there are so many ways that, that you can get involved and you can serve, man, and you can just spread this incredible message to people that need it, to people that need it. Before, before we get into worship, I just want to, to pray for us. So let's, become, let's come before our, our Father and pray. Father, we, God, we just, we just want to start by confessing, Lord, our, our sin. Lord, we, we fall so short, God, and we are so selfish, and we're so easy to get distracted, and we're so easy to turn to, to this world, and we're so easy to turn to sin. God, we just ask that you would forgive us. Lord, I just pray that, that tonight... That, that all of us, me included, Father, just grew in our knowledge just a little bit, just saw your love and your grace and your mercy for us just a little bit more. God, I thank you that your mercies are new every morning. I thank you that, that you separate our sin as far as the east is from the west, God. Thank you. Father, you are so worthy of our praise. You are so worthy of our lives. 
Lord, I, I just pray for everyone in here that, that doesn't have a relationship with you or those that have strayed, those that have walked away and, and chosen this world. Lord, I pray right now that they would respond to what you're doing in their heart. Lord, I pray right now that they would feel you speaking to them. God, and that it would be undeniable that you are speaking to them. Lord, and that they would just surrender their lives to you and that they would get to experience that, that fullness of joy and those pleasures forevermore that you speak of. Lord, we thank you that you are a good father and that you can work all things together for good even when we screw up and even when we mess up. Lord, thank you that, that you are that good, that you are that sovereign, that you are that powerful, and that you are that loving. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey everyone, Pastor JD here. You've been listening to a teaching from Ignition Tucson, the young adults ministry of Calvary Tucson. If you live in the greater Tucson area and you're between the ages of 18 to 28, we want to invite you to join us in person. We meet every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Tucson's East Campus on Speedway and Camino Seco. Come join us. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace.